Good afternoon, Dev. What's happening? Not much. Um, we've talked to you guys quite a bit about fast starts, and obviously everybody wants to start fast. That's kind of going back on your last three losses, opening drive touchdown versus Miami, opening drive touchdown versus the Bills. Uh, after you get off the field in the first series against the Colts, long touchdown drive, then another long drive that ended in a field goal. Is it come down to their script is better than yours? They're, they're making adjustments quicker than you guys are being able to react to it at that point? What, what, what do you think it is? I don't know. I mean, you looked at the last three losses. We haven't started really a lot of games fast, even the games we've won. Um, you know, obviously we talk about it, but I mean, it comes down to getting it done. I mean, we know, uh, I think we always talk about the script and, you know, the different things that will happen on it. Um, but it's just, you know, it usually comes down to a couple of plays here and there and uh, getting off the field on a third down or, you know, playing better on first and second down to help those third down situations. Um, but, yeah, I mean, honestly, like if we if, if I knew exactly what it was, I, I think we would have seen a change. But, you know, it just hasn't gone well to start the game. And I would say the games that we have started well have ended up probably been being our best game. So. Uh, it's no secret how important it is for us. And, you know, everybody's pressing towards it and trying to do it. Um, but, you know, I think the biggest thing, like we always talk about in this league, like everyone's giving effort, everyone's trying. Um, you got to execute. That's what we get paid to do. So um, that's something that we definitely need to do a, a good job of a Saturday night. Um, this team is a team that when they get to play from ahead, you know, they're, they're highly effective. And I think we saw that uh, in the second game compared to the first game when we played them, just a difference. Um, of how that offense kind of gets going and, and can score points. So um, it's something we definitely discussed, and, you know, we're going to try to do a better job of that Saturday. Thank you. No problem. And next question, Phil Perry. Hey, Devin, how's it going? Good, how you doing? Good. I, uh, I know you're focused on the game Saturday here, but I did want to ask you just because uh, Gerard's name has been in the news as, as somebody who's getting some, some head coaching interest. Uh, you obviously have known him for a long time. Just wanted to get your, your reaction to that, um, that he's going to have an interview with the Broncos here at least, and, and why maybe you think he would be well-suited to take on that kind of job. Yeah, I mean, he got interviewed last year too. So um, I would say it's, it hasn't really been a big deal. You know, obviously, you know, I think the world of Mayo – um, coming in as a young player, how much he taught me, watching his leadership, uh, watching him day to day. And, you know, he's been the same way as a coach. So um, and I think he uh, I saw an article where he said it best. He's locked in on what's going on right now. Um, and, you know, whatever happens, happens for him in the future. And uh, I'm going to stick to whatever he says about that opportunity to be will be up to him. And, you know, and when that opportunity happens, you hit me up. Uh, I'll talk about him for an hour if need be. Good deal. Thanks, Deb. No problem. And just an uh, announcement that Jacoby Myers will now be in Stacy's room. And we'll go to the next question with Alan Siegel. Thanks, Dev. Hi, Dev. How you doing? Good. How you doing, Alan? I'm doing fine. Thank you. Dev, in the second game, Josh Allen hurt you guys with some, some instinctual things, you know, shuffle passes, um, scrambles. The question I have is, obviously, he has great ability, but how do you prepare for those little instinctual things, instinct things that players can do? Can, can, you, can you do that in practice to prepare for it? How, how is that done to prepare for the unexpected? Um, honestly, you can't. I mean, 
you can't we can't replicate Josh Allen. Like we don't have anybody uh size, speed, arm strength that, you know, can do those things, even, you know, with Hoyer and, and Stiddy in there throwing the ball. It, it's not the same um of when everyone's covered. You know, those guys are, you know, they can move a little bit, but they're not Josh Allen where as if the play kind of breaks down and, you know, what makes Josh Allen, Josh Allen is what kind of takes over on those plays in any game you watch. I mean, I thought the Atlanta game kind of showcased that, of you know, them doing a good job sometimes in coverage, uh, but his ability to just make a play. Then last week throws a touchdown with a guy draped all over him. Like we can't, you can't simulate that in practice, but I think when you watch it on film, you understand some of the practice plays that, you know, look good in practice, like you're there or you break it up. You got to always remember, like, that might not play out the same in the game because the guy behind center, the guy playing quarterback can make different kind of plays, similar to when, you know, we play Baltimore with Lamar Jackson. Like, you can practice stuff, but there's going to be an element that, you know, you're going to get on game day that you just can't get in practice. And uh, Josh Allen presents those same challenges. Thanks, Dev. No problem. Next question, Chris Ryan. Hey, Dev, how are you? Yeah, how you doing? Good. Um, there's a lot of discussion about physicality uh, and these two teams and, and who is more physical in each of the two matchups. And you know, I'm curious from your perspective, how important is the physicality in a game like this? And is that something that you guys you know, feel a need to, to establish early, et cetera? Yeah, I mean, it's the playoffs. It's win or go home. I think both teams are going to come out there playing physical, playing, playing hard, trying to kind of take over the game, especially up front. You know, we always talk about that on both sides of the ball, offensively and defensively. Teams are trying to control the line of scrimmage. So it's going to be a battle. You know, they're going to they're going to have that same mindset, you know, on offense and defense. We're going to have that mindset and it'll be a battle of wills. And, you know, I think both of the games that um, that we've played, you know, it's come down to a couple of plays here and there um, that have decided the game, uh, no matter, you know, what the starts were. For either team, you know, I think both teams showed the ability to come back. You know, we jump out in front of them Monday night in Buffalo. They come back and, you know, it's, you know, a few plays in the red area. Our game, they make a fourth down conversion on fourth and two. That really is a big play in the game. So it, it's, it's going to be that type of game. And it's going to be a game that uh, we got to be prepared to play 60 minutes because if we get up, they're going to come. Uh, they're going to keep coming. If, if they get up, we're going to keep coming. So... Uh, it's going to be a battle of wills, you know, I think, all night. Thanks, Steph. No problem. Next question, Bob Sosey. Uh, thanks, Stephanie. Thanks, Devin. How you doing? Good. How you doing, Bob? I'm doing well. Um, you've talked to us before about Brian Dable uh, being able to, uh, you know, attack a defense as a play caller. And, and I'm curious, with, with the, the personnel changes you guys have had, I know you have lots of different personnel uh, packages, and you also, from game to game, could have, uh, some players missing, but it seems like in the secondary over the last several weeks, uh, you know, guys, whether it's COVID or injury or, or you know, for another reason, guys haven't been out there and young players have been elevated. Uh, how challenging has it been to police, you know, the quarterback, that group back there, you know, with, with, with all the moving pieces the last several weeks and how important is it when it comes, I, I guess this is the obvious, to have communication be on the same page in this particular game against Buffalo? Yeah, I would say, you know, it's kind of part of the job. You know, I think uh, you're fortunate when you get a group that, you know, everyone stays healthy and everyone's out there 
uh, for all all six, well now 17 games. Uh, but it's, it's usually not what happens uh, in this league. And I would say over the last couple of weeks between Miles and uh, D'Lo, D'Angelo Ross coming in there, they're two of the guys that play a lot of roles in our secondary. And I would say they're two of the more trusted guys that we have um, that we don't have to change things for when they come in. We might change a matchup or something with them in the game. But as far as knowledge of the system and what we want to do, um, you know, it doesn't matter if they played every snap or they've only played one snap all year. Those two guys study and know uh, everything that I have to do at the free safety, everything the corners have to do. Um, and, you know, even they know even what AP and Doug do, even though we probably don't want, put, want to put those uh, those guys in those, in those shoes uh, in our defense. But um, I think with those guys coming in and, you know, obviously now um, dealing with Jay Mills and, and being on COVID, uh, you know, just guys stepping up. And I think guys have been preparing and been ready. So uh, I think for me as a, the safety of the group is always reminding guys what we got, being a constant voice in the guys' ears to kind of create uh, and make sure we have that good mesh, good communication uh, and, and continue to build in our confidence, you know, of during the week and then also throughout the game. And just very quickly, with a guy like Craven LeBlanc, who may or may not play, he's signed to the practice squad, and he's had experience here, but it's been a while. You have a short week to prepare for the Bills on Saturday night. Do you have adequate time to kind of take him aside and, and give him any extra tutelage that he might need, or is that something that kind of falls on the coaches more so? Yeah, no, I think it's all hands on deck. Like, you know, the coaches will always catch guys up and tell them stuff, but you know, being out there and, and communicating and telling guys what we look at, what we think, what I'm thinking on a play always helps. And LeBlanc has played uh, some good football in this league. He's obviously had time in Miami and Houston uh, where I would say there's some, you know, there's some crossover uh, with some of the things we do here and obviously the people in those two places. So uh, he has some experience and, you know, I think he'll help out uh, whatever that role is. Thanks, Devin. No problem. And next question, Ann Steele. Hey, Devin, how are you? Good, how are you doing? Good, good. Um, in the last game against Buffalo at Gillette, uh, you guys didn't force them to punt one time. As a leader of the defense, is that a point of pride for you guys? Does that piss you off any extra after that game, knowing that now you have another chance against them? Uh, honestly, I mean, I don't know. I can't speak for other guys. No, I mean, we got an opportunity to beat these guys and move on in the playoffs. Like, to me, that's what it's all about. Like, you know, I'm 34 years old. The opportunity to still be playing football uh, is is to try to win a championship. And, you know, we're, we're one of the 14 teams that have that opportunity. And, you know, I think that's my motivation. I think that's what we all should be motivated by, uh, especially for the guys that were here last year, coming off a year where, you know, you're already booking vacations and booking flights home and all of that stuff. So um, getting a chance to to play against, you know, whoever, uh, it was going to be a great opportunity. And now it's a division opponent that uh, beat us the last time we played and, you know, swept us last year. So they definitely have the upper hand coming into the game of the last few meetings. But uh, the great thing about the playoffs is none of that matters. You know, the regular season, any of it, none of it matters. It's all about who plays good on that day, you know, for – those three and a half hours or whatever it is, it, it, that's what it comes down to, who executes, who plays the best ball. Um, and I think that's been our focus, you know, on a short week of trying to go out there Saturday, play our best ball and, and have an opportunity to come to work the next week. Thanks, Devin. No problem. Next question, Mark Daniels. 
Hey, Devin, how are you? Hey, what's up, Mark? Good, man. Um, forgive me if someone asked you this. I, I've been trying to do you and Jacoby Myers at the same time, so I'm listening in both directions. But uh, with, with Jalen Mills, if he's not out there, you know, what, what needs to happen in order to make up for, you know, a loss of a veteran? Oh, uh, gosh, you just need to step up. Whoever whoever ends up playing in some of his roles or whatever, uh, guys just got to go out to execute, play, play good football. We've had it, you know, uh, nobody's been more important in this secondary than Jay Jones and to lose him early in the season. And, you know, we know what that meant for us, but guys have stepped up, guys like Miles, like D'Lo, uh, guys have come in and stepped up. So, you know, we have uh, guys on this roster that play uh, football for us, play football other places. So, um, we'll just have to see how it kind of all works out leading into Saturday. Um, but I think our group is excited for the opportunity, excited for some of these other guys to get opportunity uh, to play and, and to take advantage of it. Thanks, man. And next question, Levin Reed. Thank you, Steph. Hey, Dev. Um, thanks, thanks for doing this. Hey, how do you ride the line because you've played in enough cold weather games and wearing enough clothes to keep warm but at the same time, not be cumbersome so you can't move around out there? Um, I don't really think about it anymore because, like, I know what I'll wear depending on, you know, how I feel going out there in pregame. Um, but I, I would say, you know, we go out there in it every day. So um, guys have kind of, you know, understand, you know, what you need to go out there and practice with. Uh, if that's the same or if you need to change it up for the game, um, I think guys have figured that out, you know, you know, whether it's been here or in college, uh, a lot of these guys have played in cold games. And if you haven't, you ask somebody else. But um, I will say at this point in the season, most of the guys kind of know what they want to wear. Um, and, you know, you know, I would say there's always hype about weather. And I would always say you don't know exactly what it is until you get there. And then that's why I always go out there in pregame, throw on a hoodie, see how cold I get, see how I'm feeling, and then go in the locker room and decide from there. But, um, you know, I think obviously as one of the older guys, I've played in quite a few of these uh, games that you don't really want to be outside in, but you go out there, you have fun, and uh, it's a lot better to, to go out there and win in the cold than to lose. So uh, let's just try to go play good football and get a win. Thank you. No problem. And we'll do two final questions. And the first question, Joe Shaka. Devin, I just wanted to pop in here with a quick uh, non-football question on a story that I know is important to you, and that is the um, commutation of uh, William Allen's sentence by the governor. Can you react to that? Yeah, man, it was, uh, it was unbelievable uh, kind of finding out right before we uh, went to the practice field and uh, told my wife. My wife got goosebumps. Um, it was a, a long process with a lot of uh, great people involved, and uh, I'm fortunate um, that, you know, Rasan Hall reached out to me and, and said, I think this is something um, that could use your voice and that's something I think that you would want to be uh, involved in. So uh, I'm very fortunate to be a part of uh, William Allen's team. Uh, but it was a lot of people that have been putting in work for years, a lot of people that continue to do the work. But um, I would say it's probably the greatest team victory that I've ever been a part of to see um, a man who's been in, in jail for 27 years um, on a life sentence be told that you're going to go home um, like that to me that's just unbelievable and to know that you play some part in that um, it, it, it's a great feeling so um, I'm blown away and 2022 is already off to a good start uh, just hearing that news. Terrific thank you. No problem. 
And final question, Jim McBride. Uh, hey, Dev, I'm just wondering if you have any memories of, of Cravon when he was here in 2016, because uh, I remember him having a really good camp and a lot of us thought he was going to make the team that, that out of camp. Yeah, um, you know, between uh, LeBlanc, um, um, Kenny Moore down in Indy, um, Daryl Roberts, who's playing for Washington, like we had uh, a couple years in a row um, where we just had guys come in um, either undrafted or late round picks that just performed at a high level, Jay Jones being one of them. Um, and LeBlanc was the same way. It was just like every time they got on the field, they were making a play, whether it was in practice and the preseason games. Um, and it was to the point where you're like, man, like there's there's no way they're going to be able to keep all these corners. Um, but it's no surprise to me that all these guys are still in the NFL, still making plays. So um, I think it's great for us to add a guy like LeBlanc. Um, we know at any moment if we need him to play, he can play at a high level. Uh, I was talking about it earlier. He's been in Miami. So he it's not like all of this stuff is foreign to him. Um, of some of the things we do, obviously, it's not all exactly the same, but some of the principles and things that we do, uh, I'm sure there's some crossover down there in Miami. So uh, from him being in our system, then in Miami, then in Houston, um, he's seen some familiar faces. And, you know, I'm sure there's a little bit of crossover um, that he'll be able to pick it up. And if we need him, uh, go out there and perform at a high level. Thanks, Ted. No problem. You guys have a good one.